All right, you guys. So let's get into the topic for today. This is going to be a very fun episode. (laughs) Because we're going to be going back and forth and talking about social trends and our likes and dislikes about them. So we have some that we've already conjured up. You know, we have quite a few. So whack. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll have more <laughs> as we go along. So we're just gonna jump straight into it. And our first one is cancel culture. Dana, how do you feel about cancel culture? Because it's a trend, sis. Girl, girl. So first of all, for people who don't know, cancel culture is when people on social media decides to call out celebrities, uh, influencers, or anyone who's in the limelight about something they said in the past or a statement that they made or whatever that is super offensive to a group of people, usually. And it's also known as online shaming. Mm. So the online shaming, I was like, dang, that hurt. That's kind of like online bullying. But would you say that cancel culture, when you call someone out for an ignorant, a mean, an inconsiderate, a hurtful statement that they made in the past, when people call them out for that, do you liken that to cyberbullying? How did we get here, right? How did, how did, how did we get so deep? I don't know. Go ahead. I think it can spiral into cyberbullying, but I think just the mere fact of like making everyone aware and sharing the fact that someone did say something that was kind of off. I don't feel like that's bullying per se, but I think when it becomes a whole sensationalized thing and they start getting like tons and tons and tons of hate and just like people like burning their stuff and you know, all of that, I think that's when it becomes more of like a cyberbully but I think a lot of cancel culture transitions into cyberbullying, though. You're so wise. That's I agree with that 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I think that cancel culture has its place. Someone does need to be called out on their BS when they're profiting. Why did I say profiting like that? <laughs> Clearly, I feel passionate about it. But when they are profiting off of a certain group of people, But three years ago, they had all this hate speech about them. So whether that's black women, which I can relate, several uh, social media influencers have been called out for now acting like they love black women and they're all about, you know, women empowerment and black girl magic. But then two years ago, they had a lot of things to say about dark skinned women or just black women in general. So that I I'm not saying I like seeing it, but I do think it's important to hold them accountable, especially if I spent my dollars with you, you know, or I've seen people do that for the LGBTQ family or community. So now they're pandering to them and that they create products for them or they have shows for them or basically they're making their money off of the LGBTQ community. But two or three years ago, they were using slurs that just are really, really hurtful. So I think there's a place to hold people accountable. But what I don't like about cancel culture is the fact that it doesn't allow the person to grow and change their mind. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to mention that because I feel like I'm stuck in between both. I feel like Whenever I see something like that in particular that happens where it is like bringing up someone like a statement that they made in the past, especially if it is a 
person of color who used to drag other people of color and make all crude jokes and things like that. And then now all of a sudden, like everything's all good. Whenever I see that or just other, just whatever, but within that range of like saying something and then wanting to take it back, I feel like for me, I'm always like, oh my gosh, like that is so trash. Why would they do that? And I kind of like, I don't really, I guess, dabble into cancel culture, but I am kind of a little bit more weary and like, I'm kind of, you know, squinting and side eyeing that person. But then I have to also remember that people can grow and people can learn from different things. Mm -hmm. So while they said that 10 years ago, that doesn't mean that they have those same sentiments now. So it's always a back and forth with me because I want to squint at you and be like, "Mm," but I'm like, (laughs) at the same time, like if you're a really like genuine and authentic person, you could feel completely different about that because now you've had new life experiences. You grown, you were like five years old when you said that, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, I definitely, definitely agree with you. And I think the two of us are very similar in that we're not going to comment on the person's page or call them out via tweet or Facebook post. Like we're not that way, but we will do our research to decide, is this someone who will, is this someone we will choose to continue to support or not? And earlier today, I saw this tweet that unbeknownst to me is very relevant to this conversation. And it says, normalize changing your opinion on something after learning new information. It's okay. I promise. That's good. Yeah. It has over one and a half million likes, which I feel like that's groundbreaking. Um, But it's so important that people realize that like you're going to grow, you're going to change your mind as you learn new things and you go through new experiences. So that's part of growing. And I think that's okay. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. That's good. So what's next on our list? Okay, so next on our list, we're going to talk about fast fashion. Mm. I really want to know your thoughts on it because you're the fashionable one. You know, fashion is your thing and has been since high school. So what what are your thoughts around fast fashion? Because I know what I think. (laughs) I would say for me, for fast fashion, it's another one of those give and takes too, just like cancel culture for me. Um, I do like the idea of fast fashion just because it's always up to date. Something new is always coming in and it's good for people who want to save some money and get like a pack of like five shirts for $3 and 45 cents. You know what I mean? Like I understand that, but then I also know the negative effects of it. Like the, um, based on the environment and the, um, the amount of, uh, clothing that they're producing how is it by machine is it by people so I feel like a lot of that is kind of like makes me weary about fast fashion do I partake in it yes not as much not as much I would say just because I know when when it comes to the quality of fast fashion it's not as good right so it is good for those short-term if you have like a quick trip that you're going on or if you're just trying to build something or maybe try out a trend before investing in it, you want to get something real quick from a little, like, you know, a little fashion over pretty little thing and save you 50% off. But at the same time too, like I don't make huge $800 orders from them either. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, that's really, really good. And really quickly, I want to define fast fashion. I'm sure it was pretty clear based on what you said, but I love a good uh, written definition. So according to pebblemag.com, 
fast fashion is the mass production of cheap, poor quality, disposable clothing. They're clearly not a supporter. <laughs> um, to give you an idea of the scale of the problem, the fashion industry churns out 80 billion garments a year. That's over 10 for every person on earth. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. And it's 400% more than produced 20 years ago. Hmm. That didn't impact me as much as knowing 80 billion garments a year. That's crazy. That's a lot. That is a lot. But personally, where I stand, I agree with you in that I like fast fashion because it's fast. It's affordable. I'm someone who I like to look nice, uh, but I don't like spending a lot of money on clothes. It's kind of like food. You know what I'm saying? I love to eat, but I don't like spending my money on food kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So I personally like fast fashion in that it's convenience. But I think whenever something is convenient, it costs something. It comes at a price. Oh, that's deep. So, ooh, revelation. Revelation. (laughs) So I think there are certainly benefits for the individual, but long term and for the globe, it's going to probably hurt us if I'm honest. And I think another concern is if fast fashion garments are being produced by people and I got this shirt for $5, how much is that person making off of that shirt? That's yep. That's exactly why I mentioned the same thing. That's the part where I'm like, Hmm, you know, like things that make you go, Hmm, exactly. Cause you don't really, you don't think about that as much when you're like checking out and you know, you bought 12 things and you're only spending $54. But at the same time, I'm so happy when that happens, but it's so horrible. Capitalism, man. And then add a coupon on top of that, sis, save a little extra 15% off. It'd be a whole thing. <laughs> oh my God. And free shipping? And free shipping. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. But the people, though, the workers, like, ugh, it, that's the part that just makes me really, yeah. But then the quality, too. You also just don't know what you're getting. So I just don't even let myself get to the point where I order huge, huge amounts of things. Because I know, like, the quality is not going to be that great. True. Sometimes you get it, there's holes in it, the stitching is off. Then you have to ship all that mm-hmm. back. Uh-uh. Yeah. So my thing with fast fashion, I know what I'm buying. So I don't buy it thinking I'm going to wear it three times or more. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I for sure can get one wear out of this. If I get two, I'm happy. And then afterwards, I probably have to get rid of it. But like you said, as adults, there are certain things where for like workwear, for example, uh, maybe jeans and a couple of other things. I always make sure I buy quality because I want it around for a while. But if it's something I'm buying to wear to a festival, child, I'm not going to remember that shirt a year from now. That's why it's really good to get trends from like if you want to partake in fast fashion, that's why it's really good to get trendy pieces on those sites. Because you know you're just, you know you're just going to wear it for that season. There's a chance it may come back next season, but in the event that you're just wanting to get a really cute top that's popular now, get it for $15 or $10, $5, whatever. You're going to wear it for that summer and after that, it's gone. That's a really, really good tip that I haven't ever thought about. And I think going forward, what I want to do is maybe try to figure out what I can do to recycle my clothes. Usually I will um, put them in those bins that it's supposed to be recycling it, but I never follow up to know, like, is that really happening? But basically this whole train of thought now is just 
going forward, if I'm going to benefit from fast fashion, I'm going to try to do my part to make sure I help out on the other end when I no longer need those garments. Because apparently microfiber does something to the earth and it hurts it. And I didn't do my research that deep, but I want to be a responsible citizen. You know, I don't want my great, 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 great grandkids to hate me because the earth sucks. Be like, great, 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 grandma. I hate you. Earth sucks because of you and your generation. You never know. Okay. You never know. Oh my gosh. All right. So next up, chow. Instagram bodies. Woo, that was a perfect transition from the fast fashion child. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay, so here's how I feel about it. It's very overwhelming. I feel like it's it's just something that's so much and it's just so unrealistic to me. And the fact that these fast fashion websites are actually using these Instagram bodies to sell the products. And I feel like they're selling an unrealistic expectation, especially when most of the people, if not their entire feed, it's filled with people who, uh, how can I put this? I don't want the surgery shame. It's filled with women with real bodies. Yes. Yes. And I feel like we're in 2020. That's more of what we want to see. We want to see more realistic, realistic bodies. We're way more mm-hmm. eco-friendly. Like we want pe- like inclusion is our, all our thing. So I feel like, yep. why? Why? And then like, how did y'all get y'all body like that? I just have so many questions and I just, I don't know if I will ever receive the answers. But... <laughs> so first of all, at the end of the day, no matter how much progress I think our generation and definitely the next generation, I think they're super inclusive, super tolerant. No matter how much progress is being made, at the end of the day, sex sells. Mm -hmm. Even though we know their bodies aren't real, I think there's something about just looking at it and seeing like, wow, that looks really nice. That makes you want to purchase that item. Even though you know when you get it, it's not going to look like that. I think this is what happened. These models may possibly... Uh, have surgery to get the body that they want, right? It's your choice to get surgery to enhance what it is that you want to enhance. Mm-hmm. Then they become models and it's photoshopped on top of that. So it's even more unrealistic and unattainable. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. I do. I know for a fact they are in there in that Photoshop or whatever program they're using, smoothing, tightening, extending. Yep all of that because like you said like it goes down to it goes back to the aesthetic piece yes and aesthetically that's what everyone is wanting now especially for the for the past few years I feel like we didn't really see a ton of this years and years ago no No. so it just became a thing where it's just like Mm -hmm. fake bodies are in but it's just when you're shopping you have to keep in mind that This body is not real. And at the least, if it is real, I'm sure there are a few models that's their natural bodies and there might be a little Photoshop done. But even if their body is real, you don't have a similar body type. So it's not going to look the same on you. But I honestly encourage fashion brands to put their clothing on real bodies and just make the models wear some spanks like the rest of us. Exactly, because that's what other people are doing. (laughs) If anything, if you want to smooth something out a little bit, 
just yeah throwing a little thing of spanks and you good to go so low key but high key this is definitely also negatively affecting us as well and just like our Mm. viewpoint I feel like on ourselves and how other people feel about themselves Mm. as well because if you're constantly being like shown yes and shown the same image over and over and this is what's nice this is what's nice and then you see this uh this same phenomenon that's also being put out in different pieces of media and different parts of media and you don't see yourself being represented you almost start to feel like hmm something's wrong with me because they're the ones that's getting the recognition because we're in a society now where the more likes you get the more recognition you have and the more social credit you have you know what i mean Yep. So if you don't look that they way. They do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. Okay. I wanted to give you your moment. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like, it's just, it's negatively affecting us. It's not super productive for those who are actually shopping. But at the end of the day, like you said, sex sells, aesthetic sells. And if that's what's popular, then that's what's going to pop off. And that's it. Very valid. So that's definitely a trend I don't like seeing. But hey, I don't own a fashion store, fashion brand to make the changes I would like to see. Very true. Now that we've talked about IG bodies and how disheartening and disencouraging. Is disencouraging a word I'm looking for? but how much it can negatively impact self-esteem for the average girl next door. Let's talk about flat tummy tea. Oh gosh. (laughs) Oh man. Like, okay. So you have these fashion brands that are pushing these non-ideal bodies down our throats, but then you have these other IG influencers who are pushing down the flat tummy tea to get the body that they have. <laughs> I don't, I, yo no comprendo. Serious. I don't even know that's Spanish. Yo no comprende. Whatever. The thing is, stop it. <laughs> We're sick of it. We're sick of it. I don't want to drink your tea. Your tea is not going to give me a body like that. Why are you lying, sis? Ah. <sighs> uh. we're tired this is a social trend that we don't like like if tea work i've been drinking green tea i'm haitian i've been drinking ginger tea i've been drinking lemon tea all my life the tummy's still not flat you have some magic potion in yours that's you know what i've never even thought to look into what's in the flat tummy tea what are the ingredients because if i look at them ingredients and i see lemon ginger and green leaf, I'ma feel some type of way. <laughs> like, and then my other thing is, okay, so let's say they do put something else in there. How is a flat tummy tea different from the natural detox teas or a laxative? Are you putting a chemical in there? Is it healthy? It's all about marketing. It's just marketing. Literally, it's just marketing. Everybody sell flat tummy tea. You could be in fashion. Like, literally, I'm surprised Beyonce don't sell flat tummy tea. <laughs> Because you know people will buy it, even if it's the same tea that the influencer with a thousand followers is selling. If Beyonce say drink the tea, people will drink the tea. People will drink the tea. People will drink the tea. 
<laughs> We're sick of the tea. We don't want the tea. I don't want any parts of the tea. I'm sick of it. Uh, I actually like am envisioning it in my head. I see the tea. I see the post with the tea. I see it and I'm just with the sports bra. With the sports bra, the yoga leggings, uh, the yoga pants. They're showing us their cute little um tumbler, the tea. Oh, sit down. <laughs> Tell me about the sports bra because the sports bra is actually mad cute. I don't want the tea. I don't want the tea. Tell me about them leggings and the sports bra and the sneaker. <laughs> so my thing is like, I I don't know. I also think that flat tummy tea would sell a little bit more to me if they sold it like holistically. So guys, to for the flat tummy tea, I drink it three times a week, but I'm also eating this. I'm also doing this workout. You can't tell me you sit on the couch all day, swiping on Instagram, drinking tea, and that's how you stay looking like that. Is it your real? I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if it's their real bodies or not. Like, is that getting too personal? As on, I don't know. Where, what's the ethic code on that? Girl, that's another thing, too. I'm sure half of the brands that are reaching out to the influencers are strategically choosing influencers who already look that way. Oh, absolutely. Because ain't nobody reached out to me. Yeah. Oh, talk about the great effects. And it's like, oh, look at my waist now. It's like this much, (laughs) this much smaller because I actually worked out five times a week and I ate little to nothing last week and I took a sip of the flat tummy tea. And here we are. Mm -mm. I like that Instagram started making people use the hashtag ad or partner in their caption so people or so Instagram users can know if the ad is sponsored. Uh, So I do like that. Once I see flat tummy tea and your caption says ad in it, I keep scrolling. But honestly, I don't follow too many people who's selling flat tummy tea. So there's that. Yeah, me neither. I don't, yeah. I don't see it as much, but I feel like there was a point where it was just like literally everywhere. All over the place. All over the place. Everyone's selling flat tummy tea. What is so special about your tea? (laughs) So speaking of selling, let's just stay within the same one because we have a lot of thoughts about this one too. If we're going to talk about people selling things online. (laughs) I already know where you're going with this. Oh my God. Let's talk about MLM and all of the trading and making a hundred dollars in two seconds, making fifteen million dollars in four days. <laughs> if you join this secret thing that I can't really tell you about until you actually join, let's talk about that, Michelle. <laughs> Multi-level marketing. I don't know who came up with it. But why? I don't want to grow within a company like that. I don't know about y'all. And this is no offense to anybody who takes partakes in MLM. For real, get your bag however you want to get it. As long as it's legal, just don't ask me. I don't want to join your team. As yes, yes, exactly. As for me and my household, we're not, we're not trying to grow. Mm-mm. I don't want to have to reach out to five people afterwards to get them to join. Right. The- I don't want to do it. That's what blows me the most. Okay. Let's say someone reaches out to me and they want me to join their MLM team. I almost said scheme, slip of the tongue, team, right? So, okay, I hear what you, I came to this meeting that you didn't tell me what it was about. (laughs) 
of all, no idea. It's like very, very limited information. Very, you know, just enough. Like, you know, you can make money. Just enough to show up. Yes. You know where you need to go and you know where you, who you need to hear from. That's it. Oh my gosh. So, okay. I go to this meeting and I'm not quite buying everything the speaker's telling me because the speaker's telling me how much money they made and how they retired their mom and bought a house for the mom and now they're going to vacation in the, is it called the Maldives? Maldives? Maldives. So they're going to go vacation in the Maldives and all this stuff. But you had to drive two hours to get here to present. If you're making $5 million a year, first of all, why don't you, why aren't you flying first, first class? Why don't you own a jet? That's first of all. Second of all, why do you have time to talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many questions that I have. Okay, but whatever. So I already have those questions, right? But because I like you enough as a person, I'm like, I'll do it, I guess. But now you want me to ask a five or ten people that I know to join in this MLM team? No. No. I didn't want to, I don't even want to be here. We don't like it here. <laughs> I hate it here. I hate it here. <laughs> Listen. So, okay. And then here's another thought that I have too. I think that it definitely works for some people. I definitely think someone somewhere has to be making a lot of money in these different MLM um, products and teams and things like that. So I definitely think it works. I definitely think it works for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. Mm. So anything that's highly secretive, they can't tell you all the information. You have to talk to this person before you can go to this. I don't like any of that stuff. You get what I'm saying? So it's clearly not working for everybody if the information is so secretive. You guys have 10 meetings, 10 huge meetings with all these multimillionaires, and you still recruiting people to join your team? You didn't make it yet? <laughs> still. And then I'm tired of the spam in the comments. I'm tired of the spam in the DMs. I'm tired of the people who reach out to you and make it seem like they actually care, want to see how you're doing, just because they know that they're trying to see if there's a potential chance that they can sell you. Stop it. That's what really gets on my nerves. That's what really gets on my nerves because people who are a part of different MLM teams, it doesn't matter what it is that they're trying to sell or hiring people to sell. They're really, really friendly. They really know how to get people to trust them and befriend them. Oh yeah, let me get your number. We'll definitely have to link up, grab coffee, or I really want to continue this conversation with you. And then really they text me to come to a secluded location for a meeting no <laughs> block block <laughs> I get so annoyed I've gotten because you know I love people I love to talk to people I'm chatting it up chatting it up I've gotten invited to so many of these meetings <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure. Listen, you will be a great fit. Oh my gosh, I love your personality. I have a perfect opportunity for you. It will be awesome. Right up your alley. Just tell me if you have 25 minutes of your time next Wednesday at 7 p.m. in an undisclosed location. <laughs> Literally, that's the conversation every time. I'm like, first of all, I've been down this road before. Thank you, but no thanks. 
Second of all, I'm not paying you $300 to teach me how to sell, to teach me how to trade, to teach me, to have me try the product first so the customer can know exactly. No, I have a job. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's also the people who are selling, again, this is no, okay, well it is, but I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to call people out, but it's for the, also for the items where it's just like, pat like boxes of like forks and spoons are you serious <laughs> what i don't it's just a lot for me <laughs> it'd be a lot you you, <laughs> you remember in high school the vector knives yes the vector knives that's what it reminds me of yes so now I literally like refer to anyone who does MLM and I say that they're selling spoons. Like, oh, you know, some people that just be selling spoons. Like that's, even if it isn't, that's just a way. That's what I refer to. I don't even say knives. I, said people, I don't even know why I say spoons, but it's just because you're petty. You're petty. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, again, we're, it's not that I'm against MLM. I think I have just been approach so many times about it and then people they don't know how to take no for an answer that now i'm set up don't slide in my dms telling me i can make ten thousand dollars this week if i just pay you three hundred dollars for in the course no yeah i'm just very skeptical about the whole thing so i'd rather just not yeah yeah oh oh well it, well you're gonna miss out on a whole bunch of money <laughs> take the money it's okay i'm fine <laughs> i'd rather just not take the risk <laughs> Like, why are you so pressed to share $100,000 with me? And then it's it's never people who are, like, your closest friends. Mm -mm. It's either someone you just met yesterday or people you haven't spoken to in 10 years. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you care about my income? Right. Like, you just look like you're itching to make $100,000. Like, let me come to you. <laughs> no. I don't believe the dream. I just don't. <laughs> We believe in MLK Jr.'s dream. This one, mm. not so much. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> okay, and the last one that we're going to talk about on this episode. I had so much fun doing this. this was we fun. should do it again because mm -hmm. this is fun. Um, and then everything we said, we're joking, kind of, not really, but kind of. So <laughs> don't take it personal. <laughs> Please. We're going to get a flood of MLMers in our DM. Like, that's why y'all not going to make no money now. Y'all broke. <laughs> we rebuke you in Jesus' name. That single sit down. What's next, Dana? <laughs> okay. So this trend, I think it's kind of cute, but I also don't see the purpose. Okay. It is the first look done by brides with their groom during a wedding or before a wedding ceremony. So here's my thing. Please tell me, old married one. <laughs> if I did all of this planning, I'm paying for all these people to eat and enjoy our union. I pay for this venue, this, that. I kept this dress a secret and, you know, my hair, my makeup, everything on a hush hush. I need I wish you. I could see Michelle. <laughs> you passionate about this one. I need you to see me at the front at the altar, and I need everyone to be surprised along with you. 
I don't want you to look at me and be like, oh, actually, I just seen her like 10 minutes ago, you know. And I know <laughs> face flat. No, I want it to be authentic. And I know for some people, yeah. they do the first look because they may not have time for pictures or something afterwards or whatever. So they do the first look so I can also get pictures. I get it. Logistically, oh, I understand. I know that. Yeah. So logistically, some people do that for that reason as well. So they do want to do the first look and it's also to save time with taking pictures. Okay. It's my wedding day. I don't care. (laughs) The pictures will be taken when the pictures are taken after my man see me at the front. Yeah. Yeah. That. Okay. So I agree with you. That makes sense. So I wasn't for the first look thing. I just never understood why people did it. And I agree that I want to walk down the aisle and see his reaction when the doors are open, mm-hmm. not in a little corner by a fountain, <laughs> but I'm also not married yet. So maybe I will change my mind uh, when it's time to get married. But for now I'm just like, no, I don't have no, no. And also some people too, like they want to have that intimate moment with their spouse first. You have your whole life for that. But it's like, we can have the intimate moment in front of like the whole thing is intimate this is an intimate right i don't know man i don't know yeah if it's really about the pictures just have the bridal party do it first let them have a first look by themselves and then (laughs) me me and my husband will take pictures at the end with the bridal party and that's it that's it i actually have another one me too i have another one okay go ahead so this next one was the social trend that definitely took off beginning of the year And then also, too, during, like, quarantine and when all of that first started and all of that is TikTok took the heck over. Oh, yeah. And I feel like for me, so, like, TikTok and, like, dance trends and stuff. Okay, guys, low-key, I'm kind of an old lady. Like, I be, you know, (laughs) when it comes to having fun, I can have fun. I could do all that. But, child, if I have to spend four hours learning a dance move just to hit the right beat, just to record it, just to put on TikTok, just for your viewing pleasure, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Call me lame. It's cute to watch it. It's cute to see them. But, again, as for me and my household, ain't no TikToking. (laughs) First of all, you are hilarious. And I'm cracking up because... That literally was me two months ago. So I kept seeing all these TikTok videos and I thought they were so cute and so funny. And I wasn't going to get a TikTok because I felt like I was above the age group. (laughs) But then (laughs) I was like, first of all, I'm grown and this is my phone. So if I want TikTok, I'm going to get TikTok. Downloaded the app and I would literally spend hours just scrolling because the ads that they put on there, it's like a TikTok. So you would think that you're watching the TikTok video. You look up, it's an hour, hour and a half later. So they know how addicting they've created it to be that there's literally ads where someone from the TikTok team will come and say, hey, you've been scrolling for some time. How about you put your phone down and take a breather or something like along those lines? Wow. And I was like, that is crazy. They know they specifically created it to be this way. Wow. So... That's first thing. I broke down after months of like, no, I'm not going to get a TikTok. I finally decided to do it because it was at the height of COVID-19 and stay home orders and social distancing. So I was like, well, I ain't got nothing to do. So let me spend my little four hours learning this dance, get my cardio in, post it, you know, show my little moves. Girl, 
it was cute while it lasted, but one, after being on TikTok for like two weeks, it's the same thing over and over again, but different people. It's the same dances, the same little skits. This, I'm just like, okay, I already seen this. You can't do it that much different than the last 50 people right. I saw do it. <laughs> right. But then also I noticed that race was a huge problem or racism was a huge problem where a black person will come up with the dance and then you see so many white people doing the dances but never crediting the original creator. If you search it on TikTok, you would literally see a whole bunch of white people doing the dances, but you won't see any like black people doing it even if the black person was the creator. Um, mm -hmm. And I wish I still, I ended up deleting my TikTok actually uh, even though people, my friends think I deleted it because they're saying, oh, China's stealing your information and they're downloading stuff on your phone, yada, yada, yada. That's not why I deleted it. <laughs> okay. I was following an account on Facebook, uh, not Facebook, what? I don't do Facebook. I was following an account on Instagram that showed several white TikTokers who posted racially insensitive and downright racist content. So this one girl got into it with another black TikToker and she got so upset that she went on TikTok, made a video and basically said, you need to go back to picking cotton like you're supposed to or other like crazy stuff like that. Oh, gosh. And I just had to delete it. I was like, I don't have the time. This this is too much. And that's why I know I gave the generation after us a lot of credit for the progress that they made. But TikTok really had a way of just showing you that there are some people who just weren't on the same page. Mm -hmm. um, and I know I'm saying a lot about TikTok here, but last comment I'm going to make here. I saw on Twitter that people were really upset with TikTok because they censored the Black Lives Matter hashtag. Oh, wow. So like if someone posted a video and then used the hashtag, their video wouldn't go up? Or how would that work? I've never, I've never even been on the app before. Uh, I deleted it by this time, but I think the video wouldn't go up or... What, either way, people were just upset that, like, you couldn't find a lot of information around Black Lives Matter because of the hashtag. So I don't know if videos are being deleted or you just couldn't post it at all. Oh, wow. That's wild. It wasn't just that one girl that said something. It was several other, oh, um, a lot of young white TikTokers felt okay using the N-word. Um, just a whole bunch of stuff, girl. I was like, wait, mm -mm, not going to do it. No, but if anyone is looking for a replacement, check out the Shimmy app. It's S-H-I-M-M-I. -M -M -I. A friend of mine created, well, my friend's fiance created it. And it's black owned and it's going to do what TikTok does, but better. So definitely check out TikTok. I created my account and everything already. So if you want to support a black business, if you want to be in a space where you won't have to worry Hopefully, you won't have to worry about other users antagonizing you. Shimmy app is definitely it. Oh, that's awesome. Kudos to them. That's good. Mm -hmm. That is so good. You said you had one more? Yes. So, I didn't mean to go on this whole rant about TikTok. I just talked my little heart away. But I was going to admit when we were talking about the wedding earlier, it made me think that I really don't like the new trend of... It's like three in one. One, the required crying of the groom at a wedding. Mm. I don't like the comments that always say, if my husband don't do this, I don't want him. First of all, you don't have a husband. So what are you talking about? 
And then the ones that's like protect him or protect her at all costs. What does that mean? I'm like, I never, it doesn't matter what the topic is, what the subject is. When people comment, protect him at all costs or protect her at all costs. Like, really, you're going to stand from the house with a gun at all costs? What do you mean? (laughs) Oh, And then it's the trivial stuff too. Like, this person knows how to dance. Ooh, she's a queen. Protect her at all costs. What? What are you talking about? I didn't even think about that. Oh, wow. The at, the at I, all cost part. Like, I'm back on point. What do you mean? Oh, I said that in Korea. That's how you know I don't like it. There's so many times where I have to try to, like, restrict myself from saying things in Korea. I've, like, one of our past topics that we were just talking about just now in this episode, I was going to, like, have a full statement in Korea. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Bring it in. Bring, Bring it, it in. in. So I don't like those comments. I don't like the comments that's like, oh, if my husband doesn't do this, if my husband don't cry at my wedding, I don't want him. First of all, you're lying. If he don't cry, you're going to be a little upset. You're going to keep him. That's first of all. You're lying. Second of all, why does a groom have to cry on a wedding day? I've seen some videos. I'm like, that looks a little forced to me. The man didn't want to cry. <laughs> yeah, I don't really see the point of like really wanting someone to cry either. Everyone processes their emotions differently. So if you're yeah. crying, you may not cry, you just may look shocked. You may, I'd rather get an authentic and genuine, you yeah. know, response opposed to like, you ain't cry, damn it. No. <laughs> Girl, some people comment like, oh, if my husband does, if my husband um, does not cry on our wedding day, I'm going to go back up the aisle and do it again. No, you're not. <laughs> and then what? We're going to be on a loop. <laughs> It don't make no sense. Uh, Yeah. So those are the little things. I know they're like, I know they are super trivial, but I just don't understand. I'm like, did you really think about that? Or are you just saying it because you see other people saying it? Mm. Don't be a follower. Be an individual. Use your mind. You sound so genuine. She's like, don't be a follower. Like, (laughs) don't do it, guys. Just be yourself. Don't do it. Literally. I had another comment I wanted to make that I don't. Oh, this is what I was going to say. I think rooms crying at their wedding when their bride comes down the aisle, it's only a trend for social media. People only want the groom to cry so they can post it so other people can comment like, oh, he was moved. You can tell he loves her. That's not authentic. You need to know the person you're in a relationship with. And that's it. Who cares what people are commenting and saying? You think your marriage is going to be validated by 10 seconds of crying? Exactly. There's so much more. And I, I listen, I can go in uh, and have a little soapbox, but I, what you said is exactly, I'll keep it right there because there is way more that's important than your man dropping one tear at your wedding day. I'm sorry. Bye. Ciao. Alrighty, guys. So we did a lot of ranting on social trends today, but that was so much fun for me. Girl, it was a lot of fun. I felt like we had to get this off our chest. <laughs> Who would have thought? I never even knew it was on my chest. The thing was heavy. Heavy. Oh my gosh. The passion that was in this episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to wrap it up with our revelations. My revelation this episode is to just be an individual Social trends are fun and they're cute, but a lot of times it has no real impact on who you are as a person. So I think just being smart not to put weight 
on what's being done socially, what um, is socially acceptable, especially when it comes to social media. Like, just take it with a grain of salt. Be an individual, like I said, and use your brain. Think for yourself. That's good. For me, I would say don't feel bad for not partaking in social things. You speaking to yourself? You know, sometimes <laughs> someone will say that you're lame or like, oh, you don't do that. You don't ever do anything or whatever. And that's fine because there are going to be things socially that you don't like. And just make sure you, like Dana said, be an individual. Do your own thing. If you don't want to partake in flat tummy teas, if you don't want to buy from a fast fashion website, that's fine. Do your own thing. And if you're annoyed with seeing that on your social media pages, do a cleanse, go through and get rid of some stuff and live your life. Because it'd be oh, a lot. That's yeah, that's good. I like that one. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rants and Revelations. I cannot believe that we're on our 10th episode. And I think I'm going to say that every episode. I can't believe we're on our 11th. I can't believe we're on our 145th, whatever. <laughs> Please be sure to follow us on social media, rantsandrevelations.tv, and let us know what social trend is really annoying you right now, or which one uh, are you really vibing with? Which one do you really like? So let us know. We can't wait to hear from you guys. And again, we'll catch you on the next episode of Rants and Revelations. Bye, guys. Bye.